What's up, professionally silly listeners? It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. Welcome back or to the Professionally Silly Podcast, the podcast where we shoot the shit and we talk about true crime, the paranormal and interesting ass shit that I find online. And the internet is vast, so it's a lot. <laughs> you know, we, we pretty much have an audible variety show of awesome. That's the best way to describe it, if I'm being real with you. Oh, and guess what, pro silly listeners? Today, the podcast is three years old. Well, technically, we turned three on January 27th, but yeah, <laughs> three years old. I've been talking into a microphone for three years now. Three years of research, three years of fear, and three years of laughter. Yeah, it's, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. And it's perfect timing, too, because two out of my five listeners shared some ghostly experiences with us. Soup's excited to share these stories with you because it's, it's been a while since I've had some listener stories. And I haven't read them yet. Okay, so I'm going to read them with you guys for the first time because there is nothing like a cold read. So <laughs> I hope I don't fuck it up. Um, what else is going on in my life right now? Uh, this week... This week, I was able to put up not one, but two of my YouTube videos today, uh, d- today, this week, and uh, one one for each of my channels, because I do have two YouTube channels, because your girl is working hard as fuck to bring you guys amazing ass content, visually and audibly. I don't know why I had an accent when I said that. And audibly. What accent was that? Okay. So, <laughs> on my professionally silly YouTube channel, I tried to do the try not to scream or flinch challenge. Now, I I found these videos on YouTube that had jump scares in them, and the challenge was not to flinch or scream, and I failed horribly. Horribly. (laughs) But it's an interesting watch. If you want to go ahead and check out that video and watch me be afraid or maybe even scare yourself, check it out, you know? Now, on my Paranormal Blacktivity channel, I went into the haunted forest that's actually near my house, kind of a little bit behind it. And, you know, I've been hearing these really strange noises at night. And as a paranormal investigator and as an inquisitive dumbass, I went to investigate what was going on alone in the forest. Yeah, I was just asking to be kidnapped. I really was. Or No, I'm an adult now. I would have been abducted. I can't be kidnapped anymore, I guess. Anyways... (laughs) <laughs> oh, guys, I forgot. So I'm almost positive a Civil War soldier called me the N-word. I'm almost positive. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I use my spirit box app called the Necrophonic app. And uh, what it does is it allows me to be able to communicate verbally with spirits in real time. So you're going to want to check that out. You're going to want to check that out. So make sure you guys do that. Check it out. Check out the videos. Click the thumbs up button and subscribe, you know, to show to show your support. Now I'm Shan. And be sure to click the notification bell. You know what I'm saying? It will help you uh, be notified when I post new videos. You guys are going to love this. I want you guys to check out the trailer of my newest Paranormal Blacktivity uh, haunted forest video. It's going to be audible for you, but I, I, I think you'll get it. I think you'll get it. This area, believe it or not, was a part of the Civil War. If you're a man, I want you to make the rods go to my right, both of them. Oh, guys, look at this. Can you do me a favor? 
and tell me what color my glove my glove is. How many people or how many spirits are with us right now? Two. Two. Can you tell us how you died? Subscribe to the Paranormal Blacktivity YouTube channel. So last week, I shared some creepy haunted hospital stories with you guys. I don't know about you, but hospitals already creep me out, uh, especially now <laughs> during during this pandemic. It is insane. So throwing in a bunch of ghosts does not make things any better for, for, for anybody, okay? So we talked about a woman uh, who was terrified and asked her doctor not to let them take her while pointing at the ceiling at a dark black mass. Uh, yeah, then this lady died moments later. That shit was creepy as fuck, okay? If, if you haven't heard that episode yet, trust me when I say it is a fun and creepy episode. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so this week, we've got some more interesting haunting stories, haunting encounter stories. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and include some listener stories too. So I'm super pumped about that. Like I said before, it's been a while since we had some listener stories and this time they're paranormal. I think they were before as well, but I love it when they're paranormal. It's one of my favorite things. So before we dig into these haunting encounters, I want to let you guys know that if you have any paranormal stories or experiences that you or someone you know has, you know, experienced, please, please feel free to send in your stories. I would absolutely love to have you guys be a part of the show. That shit would be fucking titties. I would love it. I would love it. And uh, we don't ha- we don't even have to stop there. I cover so many interesting topics. Perhaps you have other things that you want to share. Maybe you want to tell me about your crush. Vent about uh, your annoying ass family while you're stuck at home with them during these quarantine times. Maybe you want to bitch about um, your mailman or mail lady driving their personal cars to deliver mail for a postal service. Maybe that one's for me. Whatever. <laughs> okay, look, the other day I looked out of my window and I saw this beat up piece of shit gray car. I think it was a, a Toyota Corolla. I don't really know which one it is, um, but it was clearly at least 10, 15 years old. Okay. So I, I, I didn't know at the time when I saw this car that the USPS, the US Postal Service was hiring people with no uniforms or trucks to deliver the mail at this time. I, I had no idea this was going on. So when I was living in Los Angeles, I, I was an apartment manager for, uh, for a large property management company. And I got to know the mailman very well because I was living there. I was there every day, pretty much all day. You know, I got to know everyone, the neighbor, I got to know the, the neighborhood UPS guy, the FedEx dude, the pizza people, like anybody who delivered shit, I got to know them. I did. <laughs> now, plus I also had a PO box. So most of my mail went there. I don't like having my important mail sent directly to my house. It just kind of freaks me out, especially living in an apartment complex. No, I don't have time for it. <laughs> so I was, and um, I was, and still am into true crime shows. I listen to so many true crime podcasts, watch so many true crime documentaries. You know, so when I saw that random little beat up piece of shit car uh, slow down, uh, slowly pulling up to my house and stopping, um, 
in my brain, serial killer, uh, rapist, uh, <laughs> just stalker, just anything. <laughs> it just it went negative immediately, you know? So it wasn't until I went downstairs to confront this woman that was driving this car. And as, as I was uh, walking towards the car, I noticed the magnet uh, which I guess UP USPS gives their drivers to put on their cars, but it says like US Postal Service on it or whatever. It's like a little magnet that you stick in your car door or some shit on the outside. So yeah, that's something that happened. Uh, <laughs> I boldly, boldly was headed to her car. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when I get to your car, but I don't even know what the fuck you're doing here. I, I will protect my fortress of solitude, my home. Understand? Anyway, that did occur. So <laughs> moving on. If you have a suggestion uh, for an episode on the Professionally Silly Podcast, send those in too. It might be something good. You know, maybe I, I, maybe I, can, I can work that out. Email me your stories, your, your ideas, uh, your hellos, whatever you want. Email them to me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. I-T-S, the word professionally and silly at gmail.com. is going to be down there in the show notes as well. Because I tell you what, I would love to make this the show more inclusive for my pro silly listeners. I would love that. And if you want to, you want to support this podcast and, and I'm hoping you do, <laughs> all you have to do is leave the professionally silly podcast, a five-star and written review on Apple podcasts or whichever podcast platform you're using. But I mentioned Apple podcasts uh, specifically because their reviews seem to hold the most weight for some reason. And also not every podcast platform gives the listener the option uh, to leave a review, but Apple podcast does, and it's the most helpful one. So please do that. Pretty, pretty please with um, whatever your favorite uh, sweetness is on top. And if you don't like, if you like savory, uh, pretty please with a, I don't know, ribeye steak on top. I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> also guys, don't forget to check out the podcast, Twitter and Instagram page at it's pro silly. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me and uh, other pro silly listeners on our new Facebook podcast group. Yeah, the professionally silly podcast group. We're on we're on Facebook right now. I think we're about 32 or 33 strong and growing. And I just started it two weeks ago. So I'm really freaking excited about it. I love love talking with you guys. Okay, I love it. So please, please send any crazy memes you have. Uh, comment how your day went if you want to vent on there it's all good we're gonna be a, a silly family on there but you know I will talk shit so why should you say <laughs> oh I guess we got the uh, intro over so I guess we should dive right in oh and guys don't forget to be sure to listen to the end of the episode all the way to the end because that is where our listener stories will be god I'm so excited to share those with you all right let's get into it shall we Okay, so this first one has a little true crime flavor to it, and you'll see what I mean, all right? All right, so it reads, when I was three, my parents moved us into a new neighborhood. The house was nice, but kind of old. The neighborhood was an old 50s track home area, so it had a pretty varied group of people living there. Now, for those of you listening and you don't know what track housing is, uh, tra it's a type of housing development in which multiple similar homes are built on a tracked area. 
uh, of land that is subdiv that is subdivided into individual small lots. Now, tract housing developments sometimes uh, encompass large areas of dozens of square miles. Google the term. Google the term tract housing, T-R-A-C-T, tract housing, uh, to see an example, because you'll recognize it after you see it for yourself. Okay, back to the story. All right, so... <laughs> So there was a, a, a pretty variety, a big variety of group people living in that area. As soon as we moved in, my dad started noticing weird things with me. He would hear me giggling and laughing in my room. And whenever he went in and asked what was so funny, I would tell him that the kids were being funny. He would also come into the, to the room and wake me up and find me curled up in the closet. Now this happened over and over again but my parents didn't think much of it because I was a pretty imaginative kid. The thing that wigged them out the most was that I flat out refused to walk out the front door. I would scream and yell and cry until one of my parents carried me in and out of the house. Now, when you walked in the front door, to the right, there was a closet, and to the left, there was a low brick wall that separated the front door from the living room. It was about four feet high and about three feet long, just a room divider, but I never touched it or wanted to be near it. Now, after we lived there for about, for about a few months, my dad started making some renovations to the house. Among them was demolishing the wall. My parents dropped my brother and I off with our grandparents the day of because they didn't want us they would they didn't want us to be underfoot. We didn't end up going home for a week. When my dad knocked down the wall, he had to call the police. Inside the brick wall were bones that turned out to be from children. The cops never did figure out who put them there. The house had been owned by a lot of people and many of them who had rented it out. So it's just one of the many weird things that happened in my town that was never figured out. And this is coming from Reddit user, Reddit user abnormally shy dragon or shay dragon. So yeah, that's, um, that's creepy as fuck. Okay. <laughs> you guys have definitely heard me mention this many times on my podcast that children and animals tend to be more sensitive towards paranormal experiences. They have a sense of innocence that has not been told what to believe and what not to believe. But, you know, what do you, what do you do when your child is hanging out with ghost children? That is creepy as fuck. You already know, listeners, how I feel about ghost children. We've discussed this. Like in the very last episode, I think we talked about this. It's, they, they creep me the fuck out. I can't, ugh. <laughs> Alive children freak me out, all right? They're, ugh, they're disgusting little creatures. I mean, I like kids, don't get me wrong, but they're scary. And you can't do anything about it because they're kids. If a creepy adult does something creepy, you can walk away from them because they can fend for themselves. You know what I'm saying? If they try you, you can slap them, but you can't do that to kids. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So usually, usually... Children grow out of, uh, out of that, you know, being able to have paranormal experiences. For, for all you know, maybe at one point in your age, maybe your imaginary friend was, was actually a ghost. I don't know your life. It's very possible. Think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when adults do enjoy writing it off as an imaginary friend, it just makes them, e it makes the situation easier 
uh, to deal with. But finding human remains in your home, especially children, that's not something anyone is really prepared to deal with. It certainly explains the children that this man, uh, that, that the, the children that this, this little kid was playing with when he was a kid, this man was playing with when he was a kid. So it also explains why he was terrified to leave out the front door because he would have to pass those bones every single time. Maybe the ghost of the children told him what was there or he could sense the negative energy near those bones. I don't know. It's hard to say. I wasn't there. there. There's a copious amount of reasons as to why this child was afraid. But as I said, some children can just sense that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Now, you now you probably understand why I said there's a little true crime flavor involved in this particular story. I just I cannot imagine living someplace where human remains were hidden. It's a good thing that this guy didn't have worst experiences. Now, if someone hid human remains inside a house, there's a good chance that they did not die of natural causes. And sometimes that, when that happens, the energy that they leave behind can be dark. You know what I mean? They're angry. Imagine, well, I was going to say imagine being murdered, but don't do that. <laughs> but it will probably piss you off a little bit. Like, <laughs> like your soul. Like, ah, shit. Fucking murder me? I'm going to, I'm going to haunt you forever. I would. Somebody murders me. I'm going to haunt them. I promise you. I'm going to haunt them. <laughs> now, as many of you are aware, um, I do I do tend to cover true crime podcasts on here. I do. All right. So if you have any true crime stories of your own, perhaps something that happened in your neighborhood or involves someone that you know, you can always you can always email them to me at it's professionally silly at gmail.com. If you don't want me to know uh, the names of people and stuff, just, you know, change your names. You know, tell me uh, if you don't want your name to be said, say you want to be anonymous. Let me know someplace in the very beginning of the email, perhaps in this in the subtitle, because I'm going to read it coldly here. And I want to make sure that I'm not giving away information that you don't want me to say. All right. So let's get to the next story, shall we? OK, so this next one's creepy as fuck. Uh, <laughs> and it's always, it's something that I've always been afraid of, afraid this would happen you know, as a kid and even as an adult. Okay. This, in my opinion, this is, this is equivalent, uh, for, for kids, it's equivalent to adults having to check the back seat of their car before they, before they drive off or even before they get in, you know, I don't care if you're a passenger, check the back seat. Okay. If it's my car or rental car, I don't care. I'm checking the back seat. <laughs> it's just, it's just something that I do. I also, when I'm not using my shower in my bathroom, I don't close the, the, the shower curtain. That bitch stays open when I'm home. Now, if I have visitors over, like, you know, friends over or something, and I know I didn't clean that tub, oh, I'll pull that decorative shower curtain closed. Yeah, you're damn right. But after I checked it. <laughs> Anyways, let me get to the story so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because it's, it's, it's definitely going to make you want to check under the bed. Oh, yeah. We're going there. <laughs> and it reads, I was visiting my dad last summer trying to fall asleep when suddenly I felt a hand grab my ankle. I kicked furiously at whatever was grabbing me, jumped out of bed and screamed. There was nothing there. My dad came running into the room and found me sitting on the floor facing the bed. He asked me what was wrong and didn't believe me when I said nothing. 
Now, I told him that I thought that something grabbed me and even checked the closet. I immediately felt embarrassed, but it felt so real. I've never had something like that happen before or since. Okay. First of all, can you fucking imagine? Can you fucking... Something grabbing your fucking leg from under your bed. Bruh, that... If that's not the boogeyman, then I don't know what is, bro. Okay? There is also no way in hell I would have still been in that room because this person shared that, that when their dad came running into the room, their dad found them sitting on the floor facing the bed. Uh, there are clearly uh, mistakes that were made here, okay? Because there would have definitely been an amber-shaped hole in that wall. There's just no time to open up doors. You just got to get out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know about you guys, but the under my bed is very large. I can fit suitcases under there. It's a raised bed. So, you know, I, it's just the way that the frame was made. I can fit all kinds of shit. My cat loves hiding under there. It's great. I love hiding things in there that I don't feel like putting away properly. That's what beds are for. Under the beds are for. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Uh, when I first came home and I saw this bed and I was like, shit, this is a high ass bed. I take a look before I go to bed. <laughs> and, before, and when I wake up in the morning, I'm very like, I, I lay there for a couple of seconds to see if I hear anything under there before I get up out of bed. <laughs> I'm extra and I'm not going to apologize for it. But you know what else I am? Alive. So suck on those apples. How about that? Suck on those apples. That doesn't sound right. I think it's just how, how about them apples. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even like apples. All right. So we finally have some listener stories and I can't fucking wait to share them with you guys. Uh, I want to go ahead and shout out my two listeners who sent in uh, stories for this week. Candace and D. Uh, you guys are awesome. You're just awesome sauce and a half. That's just you rock my ankle socks right off my feet. I I haven't actually read the stories yet, so I'll be reading with I'll be reading them with you guys and hearing them for the first time. All right, so bear with me. They they also they shared a lot, okay, which is one of the reasons why I only have two ghost stories that I found online. But these these are it's pretty long, but uh, I think it's going to be awesome. So why don't we go ahead and get to it, okay? All right. So the first one is coming from D, and it says, "Hi Amber, you can call me D." been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now. I absolutely love the show and you're funny as fuck. First of all, D, thank you. And uh, you're right. I'm hilarious. Actually, I guess funny as fuck is equivalent to hilarious. It's equal to or greater than, I feel like. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> she goes on to say, I've uh, I never heard someone use titties <laughs> in the place of awesome before. Now I feel like my life is blessed thanks to you because that is now my favorite phrase ever, especially as a bi woman. Uh, it's actually funny. I stole that from my favorite true crime podcast. I said, God damn. And uh, the hosts of that podcast, Aaron and Stacy, they say that shit all the time. And you know, when you listen to something or you watch something, or even when you're around someone a lot, you just tend to pick up their lingo. Yeah. I listen to a lot of those podcast episodes and they say it a lot. And I, it just kind of slipped into my everyday language. So I stole that, but I, <laughs> I have to give them credit for that because that shit's titties. Okay. And she goes on to say, anyways, on to the stories. And this one is, is, is actually, uh, titled, grandma contacted me through tarot 
oh okay well there we go she oh she gives us some backstory it says backstory colon <laughs> it's not a semicolon it's a colon it says my grandma who i was very close to died of cancer in april of last year due to covid i wasn't able to visit her and we never got to have a funeral that was fucking dreadful not being able not being able to be there with her at least once i would call but that's it so to everyone please do your part to stop this fucking virus so other families can be with their loved ones and hug them one last time and have proper funerals first of all d i am so sorry for your loss that fucking sucks and you're right everybody wear your goddamn masks seriously like i wasn't going to mention this before but i actually lost a friend of mine that i've known since the sixth grade i haven't seen him in a long time but he was actually the first boyfriend i ever had and the sixth grade was the first boyfriend i had and his name was ryan and uh, ryan passed away a couple of days ago to covid and he's the same age as me 34 no excuse me 35 he was a year older than i am so it's it's real guys it's real so please please wear your masks protect your families protect your friends you know your friends family by doing your part all right okay let me let me get back to uh the story here so because of this i never felt like i got the proper closure and she still felt like she was here and then it says here main story in august my friend and i went up to their family trailer the friend who we who we will call a man you like letters huh dna ha ha dna <laughs> okay i'm sorry uh, the friend who we will call a practices tarot so a gave me a reading she asked me what i wanted to know and because i felt like i needed closure i asked my grandma i asked if my grandma was still with me in spirit I don't remember what the cards, I don't remember what cards were played, but A said yes, that she was still with me. Naturally, my eyes started tearing up and A goes on to say that I say that I connect with my grandma and church and she will be there with me in those places. My grandma was a devout Christian, so this made sense. Then A said that my grandma is saying that she will be there with me at my wedding and she wants me to get married in a church. At this point, I am bawling like a bitch. This is what she said. I'm not calling her a bitch. I'm reading what she said. Don't, don't email me angry things. <laughs> I never talk about marriage ever. It isn't something that I ever bring up or that is super important to me. However, when my grandma died, one thing that I was extremely sad about and I constantly thought about, but never told anyone, is that my grandma will not be at my wedding. Uh, see, you're about to make me cry. <laughs> I've been trying to hold it back with like jokes, but you, damn it, D. Ugh, I'm trying, okay. Ugh. Mm. <sighs> I always have imagined her being part of that experience. So when A said that I was, that I was both so happy and sad at the same time. I was ugly crying at this point, <laughs> but A wasn't. Okay. I was ugly crying, but A wasn't. The next thing she said was, I want to cry with you so bad right now, but your grandma won't let me. She hates 
seeing you so sad like this and doesn't want me doesn't want to see me cry. This was something my grandma always said. She was super sensitive and couldn't stand to see people upset. So it made sense that she would physically stop my friend in hopes that it in hopes that it would calm me down too. Oh god, your grandma sounds like a wonderful person. She goes on to say, that was the end of that session. Now I have promised my grandma that if I get married, it will be in a church. It is nice knowing she is still watching out for me. D, that was so beautiful. And guys, D has more to share. At least another 37 paragraphs. I'm kidding. It's not that many. <laughs> oh my God. That's so pretty. Okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> The next one she has here is called Possible Paranormal Stories. So she has a few stories that she's not certain is paranormal, but she's sharing it with us. And once I get more people to write in and share their stories, well, if you send me something long like these, I'll probably just break them up. But I figure, what the hell? Let's put them all in this one, you know? All right, so this one is Possible Paranormal Stories. And it reads, I don't know if these were real ghost experiences or just my brain fucking with me, but maybe you will enjoy them nonetheless. You are absolutely right. <laughs> First story. I have a cat that likes to sleep on my bed. Girl, same. And in the center of the bed at all times, whether I'm on it or not, especially when I'm on it. She just loves to lay out in the center of the bed. So I, so I'm, my big ass is sleeping on the edge of the bed for a five pound cat. She's not even that big. Okay, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sorry, that just, that triggers something in me. Um, so she goes, she says, I have a cat that likes to sleep on my bed. She always jumps on at the end of my bed and I, I can always feel her jump on and off. Well, one night I felt pressure at the end of my bed. It was a little heavy, like someone was putting their knee on the mattress as if to climb into bed. Now, I didn't think anything of it and assumed it was my cat. She's a bit of a, she's a bit of a chunker. <laughs> so the weight made sense. I sat up to go pet her, but she wasn't there and wasn't in my room at all. I know she didn't just leave because I would have been able to hear the sound of her land on the floor. I was a little freaked, but just, but just went to sleep. See, I don't know if I could have gone to sleep after that. I'd be like, hold up. <laughs> this only happened a couple more times. Five-ish years later, I'm talking to my sister and find out that she had the same exact experience. Weird. Uh, yes, bitch, that's a paranormal experience. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when two people have the same exact experience? Uh, yeah. My question is, were you guys living in the same house at the time? Or did she experience this in a different location? I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I'm curious. <laughs> All right. Second story. It says... I was in the kitchen cooking for myself. From the kitchen, I can see the main entrance, which has stairs that lead upstairs on one side and the entrance to the living room on the other side. I can also see the dining room from the kitchen and a bit of the living room through the dining room entrance. So all of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, I see this figure of a person, roughly my height, 5'4", five, 5'3"-ish, five, go from the stairs to the living room. I just think it was my sister, so I go ask her if she wants something to eat. Then my sister starts walking down the stairs. Nobody is in the living room. I was hella confused, but ignored it, thinking it's just 
eye tricks. I go back to the kitchen. My sister is sitting in the living room now. And then 20-ish minutes later, I see in the corner of my eye the same figure go from the living room to the dining room. When I go to look at it, it rushes back to the living room. I asked my sister if she just walked into the living room and she swears she never did. Yes. Yes, this is also paranormal. You're saying, okay, this is possible paranormal stories, okay, and you're saying you're not sure. I'm telling you, so far, two of these stories that you, actually all three that I've read so far from you are all paranormal. Every last one of them. (laughs) She has a third story. This is fun. Thanks, D. Thanks. (laughs) Third story. This one is probably just a nightmare and means nothing, but I nearly shit myself when it happened. That's gross. I hope you didn't actually do that. Did you prairie dog it? Oh, man. That's, that can be uncomfortable. You just got to push that bet, that turd out. All right. <laughs> this went someplace. That went left real fast. <laughs> but I nearly shit myself when it happened. So I woke up one morning and I had a funny dream and decided to text it to my boyfriend. Once I texted him, I just laid there staring at the, staring at the ceiling, just thinking away for a couple of minutes. Then a fucking young girl with wet blonde hair and a white gown puts her hands on my pillow beside my head and peers over me from behind. No, no, I don't do ghosts in white gowns, D. I don't, I don't know. I don't do ghost children and I don't do bitches in white. It's just a thing I have or bitches in black. You better have some blue, some green, uh, offset shit, eggshell. white. I don't know, but (laughs) canary yellow. I don't have time. I don't have time. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. So she goes, oh, this is so, okay. (laughs) So she says, okay. Puts her hands on my pillow beside my head and peers over me from behind. I do not have time. It goes on to say, then I woke up and I'm thinking what the actual fuck. Girl, same. Same, D. Same. (laughs) I checked my phone and I did text my boyfriend, so that wasn't a dream. I probably fell asleep while just staring at the ceiling, but I don't ever remember closing my eyes. I Googled it. It might just be micro sleep or sleep paralysis, although I didn't feel like I couldn't move. So I'm not sure what happened, but I checked, I checked behind my bed sometimes just to be sure. First of all, as we learned from one of the stories I just shared with you before, uh, before D's, listen, yeah, check under your bed, check behind your bed, check your closet, all that shit that kids do when they're scared, do that shit as an adult. Cause it might not be a ghost is under there. It could be a real fucking person ready to, the, to cut you up into tiny little pieces and air fry you. Okay. Unless, unless, I mean, unless they're vegan, they might, they might just kill you and not eat you. So, you know, there's a plus. <laughs> Holy shit. I just, and you guys know if, if you're not new to this podcast, I want to say a year and a half ago, I did a, I did a podcast episode about sleep paralysis where we discuss a few stories there. So if you haven't heard that episode, uh, make sure you go to my podcast and scroll through that bitch. It's, I think it's called sleep paralysis stories. It's not gonna be hard to find. Just, you know, look for the title. (laughs) It's on there. All right. So she goes on to say last story. I hope this isn't too many. Boo, this is fine. You gave me an entire episode. I appreciate it. 
I have to do as much research. Thanks, D. <laughs> okay, it says a funny Halloween story. This is short, I promise. So it goes on to say, one Halloween, my friends and I decided to tell each other our paranormal experiences. When it came to my turn, and I told them the three stories I told you above, once I mentioned the girl that popped over my head in, in bed, all the lights went out. What the fuck? I'm sorry, that's not in there. I, that was my reaction. <laughs> what the fuck? Once I mentioned the girl that popped over my head in bed, all the lights went out. <laughs> we are all shitting bricks at this moment, especially since it happens at the climax of my story. Turns out there was a bit of a rainstorm and the entire block was blacked out. <laughs> it was just perfect timing. <laughs> shit bitch you had me going I was like oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh D you had me going and she says I hope you enjoyed these please uh, oh I hope you enjoyed these keep being your amazing self can't wait for more paranormal blacktivity videos wish you the best PS what is your PayPal I want to support awesome creators like yourself D First of all, thank you for taking the time to type all that shit because you did. And there were not many grammatical errors. I mean, you had some commas in places they didn't belong and your eyes were lowercased. But other than that, <laughs> you did really good. Thank you so much for sharing. That was amazing. Wow. Guys, if you want to be dope like D, <laughs> dope like D, I like that. If you want to be dope like D, uh, email me your stories, man. It's going to be a lot of fun here. Second of all, my friend, um, you know, not just that being beyond awesome. Thank you so much for, for, for sharing with the pro listeners though. And, and, and myself, cause a lot of people are, are uncomfortable sharing those, those type of things. You know what I'm saying? So thanks. That was my first and second of all, I had to say thank you like 18 times. Cause it was great. Uh, by the, by the way, guys, my PayPal, if you're interested is a www.paypal.me slash amber smiles jones once again www.paypal.me slash amber smiles jones and it's going to be down in the uh in the show notes of every podcast episode that i have and in the description box of all of my youtube videos as well so you can just click that and it should take you right to it damn d damn i hope you send in more awesome stories man i have a lot of topics that i discuss here and I, I, for one, can't wait to see what you send because I hope that you do. Oh, man, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Okay, so we have another listener uh, by the name of Candace, and she's got some interesting things to share with us, too. I'm excited about it. This is another lengthy one, but hey, let's go all in, shall we? Let's let's do it. I'm down if you guys are down. You guys down? You don't have a choice. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So Candace sent us an email and it says, Hey, where to start? There's so much to say about my childhood home. It first belonged to my uncle and then he gave it to my mother. When he owned it, he would often visit, but never stayed long enough or we stayed outside. Just felt safer. We moved in when I was eight. By then I was already having experiences from our last apartment and my paternal grandparents' house. So I was used to seeing, knowing, or feeling things. Ooh. So you're like a, like a, like a, like a kid medium at this point. You're real sensitive. 
That's interesting. Oh, let's see what else she says. And don't forget, guys, I'm reading all this for the first time. So this is this is great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, so she goes on to say my maternal granny, great grandma, practiced spiritually, read fortunes and was connected to her higher self. Her family was known for traveling throughout the UK, performing and providing readings. Oh, cool. You're from the UK or, or just your grandma? I'm asking like you can answer me right now. <laughs> Tweet me. Let me know. <laughs> um, she goes on to say, my daddy's side was super Christian. So talking to them about it was not easy. The only ones that did were my cousins. I would often tell my granny that I would see people coming out of my closet she would tell me not to worry that they were just lost and lonely. Oh, that's actually kind of sweet and sad at the same time. The one I remember the most was a tall, very beautiful Mexican woman in a yellow jumper. See? Yellow. That's what. I Thank you, Candace. Yellow. I think I said that color early. Earlier. Okay. <laughs> the one I remember the most was a tall, very beautiful Mexican woman in a yellow jumper black belt and big black curly hair. She had long red fingernails and bright red lips. She looked like she was from the 1970s when I think about it now. I remember her sitting on the bed singing to me. I felt safe. She was always there and if I tried to follow her into the closet she would turn me away and it was always at night. I'm wondering if perhaps your closet was like a portal it kind of sounds like it was a por a portal of some sort because if if you're having multiple spirits coming in and out of there and she didn't want you to go in there probably to protect you because there's no telling what other things could have been coming through that portal. So that that makes sense. And it's also creepy, but I'm glad that she was there to protect you and keep you safe. Uh Candace goes on to say there was this one that was scary and he would chase me, but I knew I was safe in my room because of her. When we moved, though, it was different. The house was built in 1870. Holy shit. First mistake, uh, buying an old-ass house like that, okay, moving into an old-ass house like that because everything that happened before the house was built, after the house was built, while people were living there, everything that happened on the land that it's built on, all the energy is there, all of it, all of it. Holy shit, okay. The house was built in 1870 and was beautiful and ha oh and was beautiful oh it probably says probably meant to put has and has beautiful large rooms and high ceilings. There was also stuff from people who lived there before. Oh, leaving behind objects, inanimate objects. Spirits sometimes tend to attach themselves to that, to those. That makes sense. Uh, there was also stuff from people who lived there before. It was all knickknacks, pictures, a flag, and other household items. I felt like I was living my best. I've, wait, hold on. I felt like I was living my best and of Green Gables life. I don't get that reference. <laughs> we moved in sometime in 1992. Okay, okay. As the middle child, I had to share the bedroom with my baby sister, and it was right next to the attic. Oh, no. I hate attics. No, 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 no. Those are dark, just dark, dense spaces. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> the first night, the, the first night there, we couldn't sleep. The room felt heavy and thick, as it often did at night. 
Then as time passed, we would feel people sitting on the bed, moving the bed, shaking it, and even felt like it was floating a couple of times. What the fuck? Candace, please tell me that your family does not live in this house anymore. Oh my God. Levitating beds? That's some poltergeist type shit. I don't have time. I do not have the time. (laughs) She goes on to say, sometimes I would try to wake us up, tickle, touch us, and move our things around. Now, when my grandfather passed, we saw him in our room. There was one, there was one that was dark. He was the one, he was the one we would see and it never felt right. I remember the first time I saw him, I was going downstairs to get something out of the kitchen and I froze. I saw a black shadow figure in the shape of a man standing in the doorway from the sitting room into the dining room. I thought our house was being broken into. That's a pretty clear, like if you're seeing a dark, a shadowy figure that's shaped like a man and your first thought is, you know, some, somebody human is in this house. They're using a lot of energy to show you who they are. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not. And this doesn't seem like it was a good one. Holy shit. I thought our house was being broken into. I was also worried because my oldest sister's room was off the dining room. I want, I went to scream to get my dad's attention, but before I could, it was right in front of me. Oh my God. Hovering over me and it, and it felt wrong. I thought maybe I was dreaming, but I felt everything and I couldn't move or breathe. It ha- it, I felt trapped in a bubble of smoke with a million eyes on me. Felt like it was going through me. I was thinking a prayer and wishing someone would turn on the lights and save me from this darkness. Then it was gone. She Candace. I think that that spirit or I don't even know that was a spirit that that sounded kind of dark. That could have been demonic. I think it was trying to possess you. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't there to see it. I'm just going by what you're telling me here. And that that didn't sound good. Girl, I'm scared to read the rest of this. What the fuck? <laughs> Listener stories are better than anything I can find online. Holy shit. <sighs> she goes on to say. It was always at night. Between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m. Well, dumb. Duh, I said dumb. Duh. Duh. The witching hour. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's the most paranormal time of the day. It's like a it's like a paranormal highway of spirits at the, around that time. You got to be real careful. I wouldn't. Oh, my God. It wouldn't torment anyone. It would make you feel hopeless and devour you. Oh, see, it feeds off that type of energy. Oh, that's creepy. I have friends tell me they would. I have friends tell me they would see it. And it would hurt them too. We would wake up with cuts and scratches. Oh, honey, that's demonic. That, that does not sound good. That does not sound good. This was, this was going on for years and I was afraid to talk about it. It didn't really start. It didn't start really. Wait. Oh, I'm misreading this. I didn't really start talking about it until seventh grade, but that's only because my friends who would sleep over brought it up. So I know we all can't be cuckoo bananas now y'all mm. <laughs> then my sister confirmed it as well I started researching ways to get rid of spirits and learning how to protect myself so I started getting into the occult and the practices of my granny's ancestors in high school of course it scared my mom and dad and dad's side of the family would I 
Okay. They would say I was worshiping the devil. Okay. First of all, guys, being into the occult does not mean that you're worshiping the devil. It does not mean that you're doing demonic things. Okay. A lot of people just misunderstand that. <laughs> it's not Satanism. And even Satanism is not nearly as bad as people think. Like the people who worship Satan. I forget what the, I think that's called Satanism, right? I'm having a, a mind fart right now. All I'm saying is do a little research on stuff before you judge people. It's not always what you think. Okay. So they would say I was worshiping the devil and I would pray and would pray for my soul. It wasn't like I was opening a portal to hell. I just wanted to protect my home and soul. I mean, that's not asking too much. Protect your home and your soul. I'm down with that. I would, <laughs> I would do, I would do protection spells, surround my house with salt, use holy water, bury talismans for protection, started getting into crystals, burn sage and provide offerings to appease the spirits. I had an altar and tried my best to create a safe place, honor my ancestors and ask for protection. It died. First of all, good job. Good job. Cause it sounds like you were like what a preteen or a teenager when you were doing this, when you started good job, girl, proud of you for, you know, taking a stand and doing the best you could, even though you were being judged, you know, you weren't asking to wake up with scratches and shit like that. That's not something you wanted. You know what I mean? So she goes on to say it died down some, it died down some, but not completely. It would pop up once in a while. It all, it also wasn't just my house. It could be anywhere and everywhere and I could be anywhere and everywhere and have an experience. Anytime I moved or I would sleep over a friend's, I would have experiences. I would have dreams about the people who died there or one of their dead relatives coming to tell me something. Shit, I really didn't want to know. Found out a girl I was dating was being abused and forced to perform sexual acts with an older men with older men by her own mother at nine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's sad. Her grandma came to me in a dream and told me that every time I was revealing, every time I was reliving, every, okay, every time I was reliving a boy being abused by his father and eventually killing himself, that was horrible. Nothing like feeling yourself hanging to make you appreciate life more. Oh my God, Candace. You are, you, you, you're a sensitive, you're a medium. I'm not, or I'm not sure if that's a proper term, but you are definitely sensitive to paranormal things because spirits, they know when somebody can communicate with them, they just kind of gravitate towards those people because they think you can help them. You know what I'm saying? So that's damn. <laughs> wow. Okay. And she's got some more to say here. It's that, oh my God, that, that, that sounds also very tiring you know what that's not something I would want to experience you're you're a strong you're a strong human that, that's what I got to say there and it goes on to say then there was Mr. Balanka which I hope I'm saying it right who didn't like me in his room and would hide my things he was actually kind of fun and often made me laugh with his foolishness if I was around someone open like me we would act we would accidentally dream share we would wake up and be like, bitch, was you in my dream? <laughs> That's what it says. Bitch, was you in my dream? <laughs> That's funny. I love it. Then there's the times it was physical and violent. Like, like I had to move 
because I was tired of, I was tired of, I was tired of waking up to someone dragging me to, to then waking up in another part of the house. Gee, that does sound exhausting. Even now I have to be careful. I carry crystals on me, cleanse the spaces that I am in, and I don't allow people to touch me to protect myself because people do carry and pass that negative shit around. Uh, yeah, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right because there's, okay, energy is a real thing. A lot of people don't know or understand that, but energy is a thing. You know what I mean? You can give it to people. It's kind of like when somebody's in a really shitty mood, right? And you're just like, okay, uh, I can't be around you because your energy, it sucks and it's, it's contagious. And I don't want any, any, any part of that for her. She's, she's sensitive. So that energy could be so much stronger and she feels it so often. I can imagine how exhausting that is. She goes on to say, I also started digging into my Nigerian ancestry and started incorporating their traditions as well. I noticed the more I honored my ancestors, the better protected I was from negative energy and spirits. I also burned sage, salt my house, and have some graveyard dirt from a relative's grave to prote- for protection as well. I use crystals and other uh, dimensional tools to communicate with the others with the other side. Excuse me, guys. Ever since then, most of the experiences in my home have been kind and welcomed. The most recent experience that involved other people was when I went to New Orleans. Oh, honey. Yes, of course. The history there is wow. <laughs> that place was wild and had so many and had so many experiences there, but most were good. Shit. The one the one even turned off my lights. Oh, she meant to say that. Shit, one even turned off my lights and tucked me into bed. Well, see, that's that Southern hospitality. That's what that is. Why are you surprised, Candace? That's that Southern hospitality, baby. <laughs> Did the same thing to my mother and our rooms were across from one another. That is some Southern hospitality. That's somebody's sweet grandma that does like, baby, you look a little cold. Let me just go ahead and tuck you in. That's nice. That would freak me out, though. If I wasn't used to, to experiencing things like that, that would freak me out. Don't tuck me in. I'm grown. I can do it myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> she goes on to say, the most recent one was before the holidays. Heard my, heard my son playing and he was talking like he was talking to someone. He was, he was asking someone to play with him and it wasn't me. He's only three. He 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 made himself a fort. God only knows how he did it and who taught him and was having a conversation inside of it. I asked him what he was doing and he just kept saying, I'm playing, mommy. Then I felt that feeling I always get when something is around, like a million fingertips touching me and I get goosebumps. I asked if it was Nana and he just smiled. I got up and I saw her standing in my dining room and then she was gone. Found out it was her birthday that day. Ah, she was stopping by to say hey on her birthday. I was also missing her, so it wasn't so it was such a beautiful moment. She died in March 2020. Not not the first time I felt one of his relatives around him. Oh, not the first time that I felt one of his relatives around him, and I'm sure it won't be the last. 
he is already showing signs of being open. I still have experiences, but I usually tell them to leave me alone and they do. Sorry if this was a lot. Candace, this was amazing. It was not a lot. I mean, it was, but it was amazing. It was a lot in two different ways. It was a lot like there was a lot of shit to read, but it was a lot like, girl, that's a lot. Like you, that's a lot, girl. Damn. That is a lot. <laughs> like, like the story itself. There was just girl. And now I, I don't know you personally. And I, and I, and I certainly don't know your son, but as you are aware, children tend to, as I said before, alert, they're a lot more sensitive than the rest of us. Well, except for you. <laughs> so maybe he'll grow out of it. Maybe he will. Cause sometimes they say it skips a generation. And sometimes they say, I'm not sure this is true, but they do say that there tend to be more women who are more sensitive to these things than men. I'm not sure if that's true. I just read that somewhere on the internet. So it must be true. The internet would never lie to me. That's how I feel about it. Candace, thank you so flipping much for sharing that information with us. Like that must, that's very personal stuff that you shared. And I, I can't thank you enough. That was amazing. And it, look, I might need to ask you some questions during my paranormal investigations. We might need to uh, team up, girl. We need to team up. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy shit. <laughs> if there is anything you guys can take from this podcast episode, it's there's probably human remains in your home. You might want to look into that. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, especially if your home was built in 1870s. Good luck, Candace. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But seriously, <laughs> I, I, was, I also want to tell you this. All right. If there's anything that you really can take from this podcast episode, it's don't assume the worst in the occult. Don't assume every spirit is evil and every ghost wants to harm you. Some of them don't even know you're there. Some of them really are lost and lonely and confused. Some of them don't even know that they're dead. You know what I mean? So, you know, just don't, don't assume the, 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 the most negative immediately. Now, shit gets real, like with D. Okay, you know, be careful with that shit. Also, Candace had things scratching her. I don't have time for that. <laughs> but you'll know when it's an evil or negative entity, the energy is different. Kind of like, like when I said, like when you go to work, you know, I'm saying, Oh, I got you. Anytime you go to Walmart and you come across a Walmart employee and they always got an attitude, you know, the energy they got, it's like that, but 10 times darker. You'll, you'll, you'll recognize it. You'll recognize why are Walmart employees so fucking angry? I don't understand. <laughs> they never know where anything is. There's only one fucking register open. I, okay. I'm sorry. Let me, let me move on. <laughs> professionally silly life rules guys professionally silly life rules now i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as i did it was dope listener listener episodes are my fucking favorite now i hope that i hope all of you listening right now have something amazing to share or just something to share it doesn't have to be amazing just have to, something great you know no pressure no pressure <laughs> once again guys if you have any of your own stories that you want to share, be sure to email them to me. Or if you have an episode request, please let me know. And you can go ahead and uh, send them to it's professionally silly at gmail.com. It's professionally silly at gmail.com. Once again, it is down in the show notes. Okay. Cause I do cover a lot of very interesting topics here. So please, please feel free to send them in. 
I love experiencing these things with you guys for the first time. So this is titties. <laughs> That's for you, boo. <laughs> I think that was D that said that they like that, that, that term. This shit is titties. <laughs> you can also leave me a message on the Anchor app or Google or my Google voice number 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. It, give me a call, shoot me a text, what have you. And if you want to create your own podcast, you can do it like me, man. Download the Anchor app and get started. Don't wait. You know, I, I need I need better equipment. Um, I need a computer and editing software. I don't use any of that shit. I don't, I don't. But when I get the money, I will. But right now, I don't use that shit. So you can you don't have. There's no excuse. If you want to start your podcast, do it fucking today. Anchor is free, and they distribute your podcast for you over several different Audible platforms. It is amaze balls, or as I like to say, it's amaze tits. I love it. <laughs> so you guys can leave me voice messages on the Anchor app. Isn't that dope? And it's frizzle. Okay. <laughs> So that's great. Shout out to Refinery29, uh, Refinery29.com and People.com. Excuse me. Uh, Those where I got my first two stories in the beginning of the podcast. And of fucking course, two of my kick-ass pro silly listeners. Thank you. Oh my God. Those stories were amazing. D and Candice, you guys are dope as fuck. (laughs) Dope as fuck. The Smile Squad is up in this bitch, y'all. I'm up in here. Okay, I also want to go ahead and shout out all my pro my pro silly listeners, whether you sent in uh, an email or not. You know, I want thank you, thank you, because without you guys, there there wouldn't be anywhere anyone around to hear the silly. You know, I, the podcast wouldn't exist. You know, so thank you. After over thirty years, I think my my family is kind of over over my silly at this point. So I'm glad that you guys are around because they're they're over me. They're, they're over me. So thank you so much for your support and thank you so much for coming back every week. You guys, you guys are titties. (laughs) And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I really hope that you decided to come back and join us every Friday as we get professionally silly. Don't forget to support your girl by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially Apple Podcasts. You know, if you've got that, they are like the podcast gods. They are. And if, uh, if they like you on Apple Podcasts, then you have a chance to reach more people, which would be what? Fucking titties. <laughs> oh my God. You guys will be over me by now. Uh, this week's PC, uh, PSC, you know, podcast shout out corner. This week, uh, PSC is a true crime podcast called Not Your Normal Murder. It is a podcast where two sisters, Mary and Deandra, uh, they share intriguing true crime stories. They have always been obsessed with true crime, and Deandra is a has a background in criminal justice, and Mary has a degree in mental health. So these sisters give a unique perspective on each case. So make sure you guys subscribe to Not Your Normal Murder, and make sure you let them know that the Professionally Silly Podcast sent you. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. All right. I'm sure none of, none of our uh, PSCs 
really need shout outs for my tiny ass podcast. I ain't shit compared to their podcast. They, most of these podcasts that I've been shouting out have like hundreds, thousands of listeners. You know, they, they way up there in the totem pole. I'm still at the bottom of the totem pole. The part of the totem pole that's still inside the ground, you can't even see it. I'm on, I'm on that level. And, <laughs> but they're doing extraordinary, extraordinarily well. But I love these podcasts that I share with you. And I think that you might enjoy them too. So that's why I like to shout them out. You know, I'm like, hey, I fuck with your cast, man. So <laughs> that is how I feel about it. So go ahead and check out this uh, Not Your Normal Murder promo. This is Mary. This is Deirdre. And welcome to our new podcast, Not Your Normal Murder. You might remember me from Internet Sleuths. Ever since we were little kids in normal Illinois, my sister and I have been obsessed with true crime. Following high school, I got my undergrad in criminal justice and then a master's level certificate in legal studies. So I think I'm kind of an expert on things, but I'm really not. And I went on to get my doctorate in mental health nursing. Every Wednesday, we use our backgrounds to discuss and analyze the craziest cases you've never heard of and discuss new ideas about the most classic cases. So make sure to listen to a new episode every Wednesday. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at notyournormalmurder at gmail.com. And check out our premiere episode coming soon to wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> I'm laughing because like right right after or right before like actually while I was speaking my cat was trying to get my attention she was uh in the corner making a bunch of noise trying to get at something I'm like Sammy what the fuck I'm recording you know what's up you know what I'm saying so I got mad and I picked her up and I moved her away from that area so she would stop fucking with it right as soon as I stopped recording I finished what I had to do uh she goes back over there actually several times and she goes over there and I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? So I finally go over there and I lift up the, uh, the box or whatever, or excuse me, the bag that was over there. And I see this brown spider. It is like the size of my thumb tip. Like, you know, with the first line on your thumb starts, it was like that big, but like on a regular human, not like a giant person. And I was like, oh shit, spider, the fuck? Like <laughs> I panicked and I didn't know what to do. So I got like a, cause I had like a roll of tissue in here. Uh, cause I, I had like a cold. So I was like, you know, I was blowing my nose earlier. And so I grabbed roll of, like so, lots of toilet paper actually. And, uh, cause I didn't want to touch it. Like, you know, and I was afraid if I tried to grab it, it would crawl out and like crawl up my arm and then go into my nose or some shit and go into my ear, leave eggs. I don't know. I was freaking out. So I grabbed it and I had an empty bottle of, um, of bottled water here. So I decided to just go ahead and put it inside of the napkin, like the, the tissue that it was inside of, it was wrapped in. And then I put it inside the water bottle and I closed it. So I, I, I mean, I was freaking out. You guys should have heard me screaming like a bitch, but I wasn't recording at the time. But Sammy saved my life once again. She doesn't kill things, you know. She's not that kind of cat. She just like, hey, listen, there's something moving over here. I think you should check it out. <laughs> That's what she does. She's like a pointer, like a pointer dog. Just lets me know it's there. Okay, so let me get back to it. <laughs> if you guys enjoy the Professionally Silly podcast and you want to help out, you can now support the silly content that I provide by making monthly donations. Now, this is a very helpful, helpful way in helping making the Professionally Silly podcast even better. 
and keep moving the silly forward. You can make monthly contributions and donate as low as 99 cents a month, $4.99 or $9.99 a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you've got commitment issues or you or you don't have the Anchor app, there's always PayPal. Like, hey, always PayPal. Uh, Jones. And uh, that link is going to be down. And the show notes of every podcast episode that I have, especially within the last, uh, well, all of it. <laughs> I was going to say last two years, but that's pretty much the whole time. And, uh, and all of my YouTube videos in the description box as well. So help me keep the silly moving forward and flowing. I'm going to go ahead also, guys, and shout out D, one of uh, my listeners that shared their stories with us. Um... She literally just PayPal'd me $20 of her own hard-earned money. I was floored. I was floored. She even wrote a, a note for me, and it says, Hey, this is D. Love your stuff. Sorry this isn't much, but but happy I can support in any way. Keep being your awesome self. First of all, okay, hun, $20 is more than enough, especially in dealing with this pandemic where money is scarce, okay? Not many people have you know money to spare you know what I mean and you still donated to keep the silly flowing I, I I don't get paid for this podcast I don't have any sponsorships or any merch or anything like that I, I make it for free you know and um, although I do enjoy creating content like my podcast and my YouTube videos I can't live off of just that maybe one day which is my goal but not at the moment, you know, so I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. Thank you, D. Thank you. And I really hope that you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. I, I, I really do. <laughs> I should, I should really look into getting a Patreon, huh? But if I do that, I have to do more stuff, more content just for Patreon. That's a lot of work. I'm already doing a lot of work and I don't want to sign up for something and not be able to give what you guys deserve you know so eventually patreon will be coming just not at this moment also guys check out uh, the show notes for more awesome bonus information like my social media stuff i've got tiktok which is doing very well if i must say so myself i've got instagram twitter and two youtube channels uh, so yeah, all that, all that stuff, my personal and podcast social media information is down in the show notes below. And, uh, you know, obviously the podcast, Twitter and uh, Instagram page at it's pro silly. That's there. Check that out. And we can't forget about the new Facebook group page that we have called the professionally silly podcast group, where you can share your opinions of my older and or newer episodes, post silly, true crime, paranormal means, and let's, let's get silly. Let's have some fun, right? Let's chill out. Let's relax. Let's chillax. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, it's your audible boot thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step, because there are pieces of shit everywhere. Ha, 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 ha.